Welcome to the Weekly Wheel Podcast. If you are here for the first time, try your best to be mindful that meditation is not about self-control, or not thinking, or unending bliss, or arriving at a place of perfection. It is simply being open to life as it is. We call this awareness of authentic reality. You will probably fail at remembering this again and again. Just be patient with yourself and with the process. When it feels like you are accomplishing nothing, know that meditation is not about accomplishing anything. When dinner is cooking on the stove, it is not accomplishing anything. Nevertheless, it is transformed. Before we begin our sitting meditation, you may choose to sit on a cushion or you may choose to sit in a chair. Either is fine. First, we'll center ourselves so that our back is straight. If you're sitting in a chair, you may want to sit forward in the chair and not use the backrest. This forces you to sit upright on your own. So if you're sitting in the chair, place your feet flat on the floor, place your hands on your thighs, and first we're going to gently rock from side to side. Gently rock from side to side, gradually make that movement smaller like a pendulum that's coming to rest, and you will sense or feel your balance point left and right. Now do the same forward and back. Gently rock forward and back, forward and back, gradually making that movement smaller and find your center point of balance forward and back. Now you're centered, your back is straight, you're balanced. Your chin is tucked down slightly. Your eyes are half open and half closed. Don't close your eyes completely during meditation. Half opened and half closed, looking slightly down a few feet ahead of you. Hand position. Place your left hand into the palm of your right hand, and your thumbs are touching, uh, forming a circle, as if you were gently holding an egg, perhaps. And place your hands uh, over your navel area. Be relaxed, don't be tense during meditation. So you may want to raise your shoulders up and drop them down to relax your shoulders before we begin our first sitting meditation. Once you're settled, centered, and grounded, then at the sound of the bell, we'll begin our first sitting meditation.
Put your hands together in Gosho and bow. Naman doubles, Naman doubles, Naman doubles, Naman doubles, Naman doubles, Naman doubles. You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world. Waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most, in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please join me in God's show. Namo Amida Boots. 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 Return to your seat or cushion. Sitting in this way, we might wonder what purpose we are achieving. Actually, there is no specific purpose. I think it's really to make us aware of what sitting is, what breathing is, standing is. What are these simple activities that we do most of the time without thinking about them at all? We'll begin our second sitting at the bell.
We will now begin our chanting segment. Chanting is another form of meditation. Through chanting, we have to be present in the moment as we concentrate on each syllable that's presented before us. It is a way for us to calm our minds and to be in the here and now. Today, lecture chant in Sambujo. Uh, you can turn to page 29 of OCBC uh, service book if you have. In Sambujo, uh, English title is Three Respectful Callings. So I want to explain uh, three respectful callings. So we welcome Amida Buddha. The translation says, we respectively welcome Abhida Buddha to our temple as we scatter flowers of joy. And we respectfully welcome Shakamuni Buddha to our temple as we scatter flowers of joy. And we respectively welcome the Buddhas of all times and places to our temple as we scatter flowers of joy. So we welcome first Amida Buddha, second Jagamuni Buddha, and third all the Buddhas residing in ten directions of all times and places that we are saying. So this Sambujo is chanted in any occasion, particularly uh, at the beginning of service, memorial service, and funeral and waiting anytime as an opening. So join me chanting a Sambujo together. First, join me Gashyo, please put your palms together. We say Namo Amida Butsu. We called Amida Buddha's name together. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Butsu. Bow. Oh, 
Hello, this is Reverend John Turner. And today, I would like to talk about the four poisons and the four antidotes. But first, I'd like to begin with a quote by the famous Vietnamese Buddhist Thich Nhat Hanh. He says, If we really know how to live, what better way to start the day than with a smile? Our smile affirms our awareness and determination to live in peace and joy. The source of a true smile is an awakened mind. If in our daily life we can smile, if we could be peaceful and happy, not only we, but everyone will profit from it. Thich Nhat Hanh. Joy in Buddhism is defined as sympathetic or vicarious joy. It is the pleasure that comes from delighting in another's well-being. Buddhist teachers interpret joy more broadly as an inner spring of infinite joy that is available to everyone at all times, regardless of circumstances. To show joy is to celebrate happiness and achievement of others, even when we are facing tragedy ourselves. The traditional example of this is the attitude of a parent observing a growing child's accomplishments and successes. Sympathetic joy is a pure joy, unadulterated by self-interest. When we can be joyful in the happiness of others, it is called sympathetic joy. The opposite word is envy or greed. There are also three poisons plus one. Greed, anger, and ignorance leads to our suffering. There are two approaches when dealing with these feelings. The first approach is to remove the negatives from your life. The second approach is to add something positive to your life. For example, if you have an infection, you can either remove that infected area or you can take antibiotics. We will call this the antidote approach. So what are the four antidotes? The Buddha taught his monks to arouse four states of mind. He called them the four divine states of dwelling. These four states are sometimes also called the four immeasurables or the four perfect virtues. The four states are sympathetic joy, loving kindness, compassion, and equanimity. These four states are also interrelated and they support one another. Sympathetic joy is also traditionally regarded as the most difficult to cultivate of the four immeasurables, or the four sublime attitudes. 
Sympathetic joy is taking sympathetic or altruistic joy in the happiness of others. People also identify sympathetic joy with empathy. The cultivation of sympathetic joy is an antidote to envy and jealousy. Sympathetic joy is not discussed in Buddhist literature nearly as much as loving kindness and compassion. But some teachers believe that the cultivation of sympathetic joy is a prerequisite for developing loving kindness and compassion. This is an antidote for greed. The importance of loving kindness in Buddhism cannot be overstated. Loving kindness is benevolence toward all beings without discrimination or selfish attachment. This is an antidote for anger. According to the Loving Kindness Sutta, a Buddhist should cultivate for all beings the same love a mother would feel for her child. This love does not discriminate between benevolent people and malicious people. It is a love in which I and you disappear and where there is no possessor and nothing to be possessed. Compassion is active sympathy extended to all sentient beings. Ideally, compassion is wisdom in action, which leads to the realization that all sentient beings exist in relationship to one another and derive their own identity from each other. This is an antidote for ignorance. Equanimity is a mind that is in balance, free of discrimination and rooted in insight. This balance is not indifference, but active mindfulness. Because it is rooted in the insight of no-self, it is not unbalanced by the passions of attraction and aversion. This is an antidote for suffering. And here is a quote by the Buddha from the Digha Nikaya. Here, monks, a disciple dwells, pervading the entire world, everywhere, and equally with his heart filled with sympathetic joy, loving kindness, compassion, and equanimity, abundant, grown, great, measureless, free from enmity, and free from distress. So how do we do this? Well, we do this through practice. It is important to understand that these mental states are not emotions, nor is it possible to simply make up your mind that you are going to be loving, compassionate, empathetic, and balanced from now on. Truly dwelling in these four states requires changing how you experience and perceive yourself and others. Loosening the bonds of self-reference and ego is especially important. Many Buddhist traditions cultivate these four states through meditative practice. Our tradition, Pure Land Buddhism, practices gratitude through saying Namo Amidabuts. Gratitude encompasses all four antidotes. And I would like to end with a quote by Elizabeth J. Harris from the book, A Journey into Buddhism. She says, the more deeply one drinks of this spring, the more securely one becomes in one's own abundant happiness, the more bountiful it becomes to relish the joy of other people. Please join me in Gasho. Namo Amidabuts. Namo Amidabuts. Namo Amidabuts. Thank you very much. This concludes our podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and gained something from this segment. Please join us again. And thank you. For access to all the monthly minister messages, please visit the Orange County Buddhist Church website at ocbuddhist.org 
And at the bottom of the homepage, you will see all the minister's messages sorted by date for you to read and think about and comment on. I hope to see you there. Happy reading. Today's program was presented by Reverend John Turner, Reverend Marvin Harada, Reverend Dr. Mutsumi Wanjura, Reverend Ellen Crane, Minister Assistant Ron Tabor, Minister's Assistant James Pollard, Minister's Assistant Janice Hirohama, and Minister's Assistant Matthew Stolls. Executive Producers Reverend Marvin Harada and Jim Scott. Produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. Directed and engineered by Reverend John Turner. Edited by Jim Scott. This program includes excerpts from Time Stood Still by Riley Lee, used with permission. This program is copyright 2021 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved. We hope you'll join us for future podcasts, or please check out our Buddhist online program at everydaybuddhist.org. Our website is ocbuddhist.org. There are Dharma messages that you can read on the website and the online program has a number of Buddhist education courses from introductory level to the study of Buddhist texts. If you've never attended one of our meditation services, we are located at 909 Southdale Avenue in Anaheim. Thank you for joining us today.